Hey team, Cam here from Training Talk. Welcome to this week's episode of the Endurance Coaching Business Podcast. Almost forgot what it's called. We're only up to episode two, so I think you could cut me some slack there. Um, so today we're going to talking talking about um, how to build a better business while you're in your off season. So basically, during the season, I know coaches are flat out feeling swamped, um, don't really have time to work on their business because they're so busy working in their business, coaching their clients, that sort of thing. So the off season is sort of a perfect time to focus on a few different things um, around building a better business, going back to the uh, basics. So it's the same concept that you likely recommend to your clients um, in endurance coaching where you need them to take a bit of a break in the off season, but you also want them to build back stronger. So maybe strength training, maybe run blocks, a whole bunch of stuff, maybe to for them to go back and focus on the basics. And when they come back the next season, they're stronger. So you, when you your business goes to the off season, um, you might not have as many clients. So you want to come back to the new season with a better uh, business. So what are some things that you can do in the off season? So the main thing is to do a bit of strategy and uh, planning. So it's a great time to think about the big picture. What are your goals for the next season? What are your goals for the next few years? What worked well last year? What could be improved? And basically how to better serve your clients and uh, grow your business. So first thing, take some time to brainstorm, come up with a plan, what you actually want to achieve with your business. Next thing is to make sure you know your numbers. So you can't really put a plan in place if you don't know exactly where you are now. So take stock of your current situation. So it means looking at your numbers and your metrics, see how your coaching business is performing. So like what is your retention rate? How many clients do you keep versus how many do you lose from the previous season? So I guess most coaches don't keep track of that. I mean, you could go back in time and see how many clients... Um, stayed on for the next season, how many left, and and how many new clients you, you acquire each season. So by knowing these numbers, then you can better understand where you're starting from and then uh, what areas you need to focus to improve on. So, for example, if you've got a really high retention rate, as in you know most of your clients stay season to season or throughout the season, um, but a low revenue, a below average revenue per client, for example, then you might want to um, consider like upselling or offering additional services to increase the overall revenue you get from those individual clients because they're more likely to stay with you. So that's just one example. On the flip side of that, if you have a low retention rate, then uh, you might want to focus on improving the quality of your coaching. Maybe find out from your clients why they might be leaving, which we're talking about uh, a bit later. Um, so basically, by understanding your existing situation, you can um, have more effective strategies and goals for the upcoming season. So one simple and effective way to store your numbers and metrics is just use a spreadsheet. So Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel, that sort of thing. Keep it really simple. Um, so you can keep your retention rate in there, your average revenue per client, new clients acquired, and just enter that data um, this is a good plan if you haven't got this already. Set it up now in your off season. 
and then next season reuse the spreadsheet for all of the um, data. So each season you just need a different tab in the spreadsheets and you can track it over uh, time as well. The spreadsheets are super easy. You can access them from anywhere. So it's really convenient. Don't try and get too um, sophisticated because uh, you might not get it off the ground. The other thing is to collect client feedback. So more qualitative data. So our clients are the ones who knows uh, best about what's working and what isn't. So ask for their feedback and listen to what they have to say and formalize it. Um, find out what they think about your coaching style and services, what could be improved. Then you can use this information um, to make changes and adjustments that will benefit both you and your clients. So a good way to do this is just create like a survey, an online form for your clients to, to fill out. Um, it's really, it's just Google like um, client feedback form ideas or something, and you'll find a bunch of ideas about good questions to uh, to ask. Um, you could consider making it anonymous uh, just to make sure that you, you don't get people too scared to tell you um, where they think you might need improvement because you've got good relationships with your clients. Uh, they might be worried that they'll spoil that relationship just by putting some negative comments, but you want those. So so then once you um, take that initial feedback with that form, oh, so if, you, if you're if you in a Training Tilt customer already, you can just create a form inside your Training Tilt account then send it out to your existing clients and then it'll automatically link to your accounts on your Training Tilt account. Just really easy to access. But if you haven't got that, you can do something like Google Forms, Typeform, uh, that sort of thing. Just whatever is uh, easier for you. And then um, when you get that sort of some feedback, some of it might trigger um, that you make you realize you need some deeper feedback. So don't be scared to then ask those people if they want to do a quick like interview with you. Um, or you can chat through their, their suggestions and you might get garner some um, bigger insights from that. Okay, so that's your existing customers getting feedback from them. The other thing is looking into the future or existing trends in the industry. So you want to keep track of trends that might be coming along and you might, you know, if you're really in your industry, you probably see them coming, um, anecdotal evidence of things. For example, um, indoor uh, cycling platforms is a, has been a big trend over the last few years, particularly when COVID um, happened. So um, there are other things around that that will probably pop up as well. A lot of stuff around technology and nutrition and that sort of thing. So by staying informed with that sort of thing, um, you can make your programs more valuable and effective for your clients and also be more appealing um, if they want to get involved in these uh, nutrients. So a good tool to use that, uh, a good tool to use for finding out trends like that is the Google Trends tool. So you can just basically go to the Google Trends tool, type in some keywords, similar to like if you're Google searching. So you might want to put in um, Zwift. So if you put in Zwift, you might see that there's been some growth uh, over time and maybe slowing down after COVID and that sort of thing. And then at the bottom of the Google Trends tool, um, I won't show you now if you're watching on video, but basically at the bottom of that, and then based on your original search terms, it'll suggest some more, which is a great way of uncovering additional trends based on uh, one trend. 
Um, so I'll put the graph in the show notes for the podcast. But um, if you go to this, the link of the blog to see that, uh, that might be uh, useful. So once you've gathered all this information, seen some trends, got feedback from your clients, then you might want to develop some new coaching programs. So, um, yep, so you're getting that from your understanding of your, of your metrics that you've collected, um, your feedback from your clients and potential industry trends that are, that are happening. So this, um, this allows you to then innovate and experiment with these new ideas. So for example, if you've got some feedback from your clients that um, they would like more personalized training plans, then you could create a program that offered tailors, tailored plans based on individual goals or abilities. Or if your metrics show you that you've got more new clients, then you can cope with um, with each season. So for example, you're retaining a lot of clients, um, they're all coming back the next season, you don't have time to coach them all, then you could be creating some, in the off season, some different programs at lower price points that are lower touch. Or you could be doing things like group training, so template plans, so that'll depend on, um, on your metrics, uh, of course. So if you do that, then you could um, you could break through that revenue ceiling that you get stuck at um, if you just can't take on any more clients and you can only increase your prices so much. So overall, if you have those two different types of programs, so you're one-on-one, you're full, then you can have these lower touch ones um, and then people can move in between them as well. So that enables you to create like a bigger pool of athletes that you're actually generating revenue from and they can move back and forth as well as opposed to if you're just doing one-on-one coaching you can't cope with them all you send them away and they go off to some other coach and then they never come back to you so that revenue can be lost uh, for you uh, forever so there's a few different formats of coaching programs that you might want to think about um, so multiple pricing tiers for one-on-one coaching so different levels based on the service that you'll uh, give them uh, cohort group coaching to do a specific group coaching over uh, a set of dates that could be for a specific race or a specific um, a race distance or just a challenge like a 5k challenge or a 10k challenge or 21k challenge or anything like that uh, evergreen group coaching another option where you're always doing group coaching you might have a series of training plans people are jumping in and out of the coaching and it can just continues to roll and roll and it doesn't matter when people come in. So you might have um, Zoom calls or things where you talk about general topics and people can ask uh, questions and they might all be on different cycles of the plan opposed to, as opposed to the cohort group coaching where everyone's training to the same specific dates. And then just downloadable training plans. So it's a simple one. You can just tra- create your training plans and offer them for sale as one-off price. You can do that in Training Tool if you're a Training Tool coach where they can get access to your training tool account, use the interactive training plan tools or um, download them as PDFs. So you can choose to do how you want that to work inside the platform uh, and self-service training plans. Sorry, I mentioned that already built into that. And also things like self-paced courses where you just provide a whole bunch of content in a structured order and they can work their way through those um, as they go, like training for your first principles or training for your first marathon or something. So that might contain a whole bunch of content, some videos, articles, etc., and maybe also a, a training plan uh, combined. So they can learn and do the training plan at the same time. 
Just a few quick um, specific examples around that. So something for courses like run basics for beginners or heart rate, pace or power based training techniques, injury prevention and longevity, or something as simple as how to train effectively on Zwift. Uh, training plans, so you could have strength and mobility plans, pre-season build-up plans, off-season maintenance plans, post-season recovery plans, or nutrition and meal plans. Um, and cohort group coaching, for one example of that could be a marathon training group for a specific uh, race. Or evergreen group coaching, uh, first, like your first marathon training group, where people could be training for different marathons at different times and they're just jumping into the evergreen um, group. So the next thing, once you've figured out your strategy and these um, different products and services that you might think you might offer in the new season, um, you've got a bunch of great ideas. You need you need systems and tools to be able to implement these things. So, you know, you probably have a lot of moving parts to manage training plans, schedules, communication, or the courses. So the off-season is a great time to actually implement these systems as well. I mean, you're not distracted constantly by having to build training plans and, uh, um, you know, get uh, your, your client uh, training prescribed before the week starts and analysing training and that sort of uh, thing. Um, so, for example, in the off-season, you could create some templates for training plans or set up a system for tracking and monitoring uh, progress or a system for communicating with your clients in a more effective way. So one important thing to do around this is eventually, like most coaches are working alone um, if you're a small coaching business, but eventually you might get some help with a VA or an assistant or assistant coach or something like that. So while you're creating, putting all of these new systems in place, it's a really good idea to create what they call standard operating procedures or SOPs. It's basically just step-by-step -step guides how you do everything in your business. So you might think, oh, well, I do it all myself, so no one else knows how to do it. But like I say, when you bring new people in as you grow, or if you need to step out of the business for a while, if you you don't want to then go rushing around trying to remember and document everything that happens in your business. So the off-season, while you're creating these new processes and systems, is a great way to do that. So here at Training Tool, <coughs> excuse me, we use a tool called Notion. Um, so I'll put the link in the... Uh, show notes or in the description if you're watching the video um where we pull all our sops and it's a really it's like a tree structure you can create your data in a tree tree structure you can lay out things however you want to lay out it's really easy to copy and paste take screenshots of your process copy and paste it so when i set up my sops i basically i just do the process myself so i'm just doing it once it doesn't take much extra time as i'm doing it just typing out little short instructions putting in screenshots, being really explicit about where you do it, you know, links to the systems that you use, you know, details about username and passwords, um, bunch of stuff. So you could use things like Google Docs for that as well. But Notion, I really love, and it's a really good tool for that. And then um, and then a, a coaching platform. So Training Tilt's a coaching platform. I'd love it if you um, used us to implement a bunch of your new products and services. If you're a training talk coach already, you know, you can go in and create all these plans and those um, online memberships or whatever products that you want to uh, offer. Um, but there's plenty of other coaching platforms that you can use uh, as well. Not many that, like, it is an all-in-one platform where you can take payments, onboard your clients, 
offer products and services and, you know, prescribe and analyze uh, training. So, um, like I said, we'd love you to come over and use uh, our platform. Link in the show notes. Um, yeah, so overall, by taking advantage of the off-season to, you know, do the strategy, collect the feedback and implement new, new systems, you'll definitely save time. I mean, it'll take a little bit of time to get up and running, but that's why you do it in the off-season when you've got more time. But then you can become more efficient and ultimately create a better experience for your clients. So that'll lead to better financial results for your coaching business as well. So um, don't let the uh, slower pace of the off-season fool you. It's a good time to take a bit of a rest, but it's also the perfect time to invest in the success of your future coaching business. So thanks again for watching and listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.